Yes, Raymond, let's start the show. If anyone's interested in our Christmas extravaganzas and what I think of shirts and sizes. <laughs> what a fucking cunt. Did you hear that? Out, check out our uh, cold open. Our uh... oh, fucking, <laughs> the, the queen. The queen just texted us. Hold on. I got the perfect response. I'll go. <laughs> I bet you it's four letters. Yeah. Oh, even worse than what I was thinking. Okay. Uh, Queen will not be joining us tonight. Welcome, Raymond. Uh, welcome back. We uh, we took a couple days off there for the holiday break. Bill is on continuous break, um, yet to be yet to be determined when he will be back, and that's fine. Uh, these go well. Uh, we have our good time. We can no we get to reconnect. No beeps. No editing. No nothing. We just get nothing. the release right away. Perfect. Raymond gets to speak. So every once in a while, you, you know, people listening, uh, you get to hear. Ray's this is takes. my voice, guys. This is Ray, my voice. Here, here it is. It Thank sounds you. 10 pounds less fat, opposed, yep. supposedly. Yep. Uh, again, listen to the cold open after show if uh, you want to hear more about that. Uh, other than that, Ray, let's get the show started with some opening takes. This is a sports show. It's the Simple Mind Sports Show. We do New England sports here. So I'll throw it over to you. Uh, why don't you give us your opening take uh, after a uh, week-long hiatus since we've seen you. We've had a lot go down over the weekend uh, in the week. Go ahead. Uh, thank you. And I know we're not really covering it much on the show today, but Brad Marchand came out recently and started talking about how he's very upset. Hold on, that hold on, hold on. Am I frozen? You were for two seconds. Now you're fine. I'm frozen on this end. So hold on. I don't know what the fuck. All right. Start over. Go ahead, Raymond. Oh, thank you. Uh, I guess there will be editing because apparently my <laughs> goddamn internet fucking is shit since I left. So, but all right. Sorry. Go ahead. Is it because of Welch's uh, photo he sent you yesterday with the watch and the arm? I can't discuss it. <laughs> Anyways, Brad Marchand was on Twitter recently, and he was saying how disgusted he was with the AHL for not allowing him to go to uh, the Olympics this year, go to China. He really wanted to go. He thinks it's bullshit that the NHL is holding them back. Uh, I'm totally on Brad's side. I mean, if you want to go represent your country and play for Team Canada, have at it. I don't think the NHL should be dictating whether these players should go or not go. This is they had the time already taken off for this. They were planning on these players going. So why not let the players decide their fate? If they want to go get COVID over there, stay there for five extra weeks, whatever that's on them. But yeah, I'm on Brad's side on this. Let the players play if they want to go to the Olympics. And I haven't put country. a ton of thought into this, but uh, my first initial thought is I'm not with Brad Marchand because the NHL has a business to run. And if their entire league goes to China, gets COVID and stuck there for five weeks, they're kind of fucked. But they're bringing uh, up a taxi squad anyway. So what's the difference? No, there's a difference. You know, there's a difference. The uh, the NH. I don't know if they've ever done this before. Tell their players that what they can do and what they can't do. But you know, in, on this scale, um, in terms of the Olympics, I don't even know how they have the. I don't even know how they have the power to do it. I guess it's in the CBA. CBA something about like if there was a pandemic, they couldn't go or something. It's written in the CBA of the NHL. Well, they, pandemic. They they, have they signed the CBA during last year. Remember. Oh, that's true. All right. God damn it. Fuck you, Ray. We're going to ruin a joke. Sorry. Well, you were trying to make me sound dumb. So I had to <laughs> come back with you, fatty. Don't worry. I'll have to try that hard. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever, Brad Marchand. Uh, he only cares because the Bruins suck. So go win a gold with Can Team Canada and because you ain't going nowhere with the Bruins. That's for He's sure. He's like a Carmelo Anthony. He wants to win gold because he can't win a championship anytime How soon. How dare so, yeah. you? How dare you? Sorry. Ed Martian Sorry. is Sorry, a is a Stanley Cup winner. 
Carmelo Anthony is a three-time gold medalist. Martian will never reach the heights of one Carmelo Anthony. I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't want to put them in the same class. My fault. My fault. Speaking of going nowhere, I'll I'll, uh, I'll shoot the uh, elephant in the room. Uh, the Patriots blew it uh, over the weekend against the Bills in a terrible game. Ray was there with three generations of cunts. Uh, I'm sorry, Langevins. And I just, uh, yeah, you know, it, tough, 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 tough game. Tough way to go about that. Uh, you know, you have the AFC East on the line. Of course, most of the show will be about that game and about the Patriots and what they are moving forward. But yeah, just a, I don't know, just a puke in your mouth performance to watch. Um, that's all I have to say about that in the opening take. I, it just, it was frustrating. It was annoying. It was aggravating to see a team that we had that, uh, we had medium hopes for going in. They raised our hopes. We jumped on the back of those hopes, and then they have shat them down the toilet in the last two weeks after a bye week. It's it's uh, not good, Raymond. Not good. Mm-mm. Nope. We had high hopes. It's kind of like when you're in high school and you thought you are going to fuck the pretty girl, and then you go to prom, and then she fucks the uh, jock, and you just go downhill from there and become goth, something like that. It's a good analogy, I think. Yeah, that works. Thanks. Uh, Bill, your opening take? <laughs> It's vacation. Shut up, bitch. Stitch to me alone. I like pee pee. Uh, all right. Well, that's the show. We'll obviously we'll be doing a lot of Patriots talk. That's that's going to be the most of the show. I had to cut my my rant down because I don't want to do it twice for the show. But we, right after the opening here, we'll get right into the Patriots and Bills. Uh, we have headlines with the obvious one, of course, and uh, we'll do a little Celtics talk because they're doing great too. Uh, so yeah, a real <laughs> uplifting <laughs> show. <laughs> uplifting show as we move into 2022 maybe that's when things will really turn around we just got to wait for the new year mm. didn't we say that last year welcome to the Simon sports show december 31st happy new year's happy new year it's it's new year happy new year It's New Year's Eve because there's an apostrophe grammar guru. It's the New Year's Eve. Like this, the Eve is the night before and it belongs to the New Year. So it's I don't New need Year's to take a Eve. breath. So why would I put a comma? It's not a comma. It's apostrophe. Oh, apostrophe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apostrophe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Spell apostrophe. Never mind. It just, so you, it's, it's New Year. Happy New Year. If you put my life on the line and said spell apostrophe, I would literally just be like, kill me now. Yeah, I can't. No, shit. no fucking way. I'd even get close to apostrophe. Apostrophe. A. Is it an P- A? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. Speaking of killing yourself, White Birch Brewing is uh, the best craft brewing in New Hampshire. Uh, National New Hampshire. Ray, address please. Or 60 Amherst Street. Get on down there. Uh, the good side of Amherst Street. Check out their flights. Check out their pints. Uh, the best time for drinking is in the winter. I had just come back from an extended stay in New England. Back here in Maryland, it is 60 degrees. There is no snow. Let oh. me tell you something. I know why people drink. I know why I have a habit for uh, my 30 years in New England. It, you need, it sucks up there right now. So get on a white birch, cheer yourself up with a couple of brewskis. If you can't get them there, then uh, get at your local beer store. Wherever you get it, tell them the Simple Minds boys sent you white birch brewing. Patriots blow it, Raymond, 33 to 21 in a shitstorm of a shit game. 
Um, main takeaways, I kind of gave you mine. If you want to piggyback off them, go for it. If not, uh, if you have anything else you want to lead off with, I'll, I'll give it over to you and then I'll take my turn. Uh, what you have there is pretty much sums it all up, except I want to go into a little bit more depth defense. You then let me go as, first. Let me yes. go first and you can go into depth. Cause my takeaways was for the second game in a row that you came out and you got pushed around. Uh, you, you looked flat, you started flat, you looked slow. Uh, it looked like you, you didn't want to be there. Uh, the first, first, first down by the bills, Devin Singletary, the smallest guy on the field drags Kyle Duggar 10 yards. Like, that can't happen, and it happened all fucking day. Never mind to start, but for the second straight week, it looked like the other team um, was more intense, more physical, ready to play, and you weren't. And that's a problem. You would think coming off that Colts game, fine, you give them a little bit of an excuse. They're riding a little high uh, off their seven-game win streak. They had a bye week. You go into that Colts game, Indianapolis, and uh, you know you get run over a little bit because you took your foot off the gas. No excuse in this one. I mean, everything, literally everything is on the line and you come out that way and you really can't recover. It's disgusting. Why it's, it's, it's so fucking frustrating to watch. And mainly I blame the defense. Mainly I blame the defense, 33 points. Um, you gave up. You could not get a stop when you needed it. Uh, you were letting Josh Allen run all over you. You were letting him connect easy, easy crossing routes all fucking day. Third downs were a problem. Fourth downs were a problem. The defense, this team was built to win first with defense, and they completely fell on their face in this Bills game. And then lastly, the Mac Jones passing offense cannot win a shootout. We then has been con- it's now confirmed. However, mm-hmm. I don't put this game on them, and I don't think that they don't they can't necessarily come back because I think that they showed their their come their ability to come back in both the Colts and Bills game. There's just a limit to it. There's just a limit to it. And it, again, it all starts with the defense, uh, but confirmed Mac Jones. He's not going to, he's as a rookie, not going to get in the shootout and, uh, no. and win. That's for sure. No, absolutely not. And my thing is, is that I'm piggybacking off the defensive take uh, in years past. The secondary used to be the strongest part of our defense. No more. Uh, if the front seven can't get to the quarterback and rush the quarterback to make uh, fast throws, uh, the secondary can't lock down any corners. JC Jackson got owned against Stefan Diggs on Sunday. Uh, Miles uh, Bryant, oh my God, he is probably the worst cornerback I've ever seen live in a football stadium because that guy got owned from their third or fourth wide receiver on the field. It was just the worst thing you could possibly see. They can't stop anyone. Fourth downs, they were converting left and right. It was just a, the worst performance from a Bill Belichick led defense that I've seen in a very, very long time. Yeah, Brian Dable had an answer for everything. They knew what they wanted to do. And it felt like the Patriots were constantly on their heels all day long. The Bills were step ahead. And they were, they were, you know, and this has worked in, in the past, but they were letting or trying to let Josh Allen fuck up. So they were driving back in coverage, giving him the short stuff and hoping that he would make a mistake uh, along the way. By the way, he made those mistakes. You just didn't cap along, JC Jackson. So and he airmailed a, a more lot. than a handful of balls in that game. This is why Josh Allen still, I just can't trust him. And this is why I put so much emphasis on the defense losing that game for you. Because as good as Josh Allen played, he should have played better. And he should have, and he should have had two interceptions, at least to Jason Jackson, if not more. And the Patriots is going to take advantage of it. How many third and tens? I think there's four third and tens that the Bills connected on. Never mind the fourth downs where you knew Josh Allen was going to sneak it and you couldn't stop him. 
Um, never mind the red zone, which just was just pathetic, just pathetic defense. That last touchdown by Diggs. I mean, I don't know if JC Jackson thought he had help. I don't know if uh, Kyle Van Noy was the linebacker there. McCordy was showing blitz. I don't know if he couldn't get back in time. Either way, I mean, JC Jackson got burnt by two fucking yards on a cheap little skinny post that burnt them all throughout that game. Their defense just looked like shit. I couldn't tell whether they were playing zone or main man most of the time, but when they went to man, you could tell Myers Bryant had no business being on that fucking field. Whatever his name is there uh, for the Bills, Isaac, um, Isaiah, Isaac, who the hell was it? Number 19. God damn it. Sorry. I should have had that It's in my head and I can't fucking come up with it. Uh, yeah, my, I mean, miles Bryant just didn't, didn't belong on the field in man-to-man coverage. And a lot of these guys do Jalen Mills certainly doesn't, even though he didn't burn you too bad in that game, but I think it's definitively confirmed JC Jackson, not, not a number one quarterback in this league. He was talking about being on an Island, uh, earlier this season. No way, buddy. No way. You're a great cornerback in this in a right scheme and that scheme is zone <laughs> and if That's you were it. if you were lined up against the number one wide receiver on an island you suck you get burnt you're not that guy you're not gonna that and that's like a money bag game for him it's isaiah mckenzie the guy that lit up uh Who was that? miles yeah but uh he was demanding big money this is a contract year for him he's gonna be a free agent at the end of the year and if you can't go one-on-one against a division rival number one stefan diggs you are getting that fucking paycheck like you think you're going to bet. Bill Belichick's going to say, see ya, I'll take my chances on someone else. I can make some other undrafted rookie what you were or what you are or what you think you are, and see you later. Have fun walking and going to the Jags and getting a big contract and getting eaten up alive down there. Yeah, or go pay or go pull a Stephon <laughs> Diggs and pay the the actual best guy. Mm. Uh, I mean, Stephon Gilmore, sorry. Um and I don't know what the free agent class looks like in cornerbacks and who is even out there or what the trade is, but I'm just saying JC Jackson's not that guy. And I think we've seen it from Belichick throughout the season, throughout the last few seasons. He's, he's slow to, um, to bring those type of compliments to JC Jackson. And we've seen him do it before. We've seen him say it about Gilmore. We've seen him say it about Darrell Revis, um, certainly Ty law uh, after they had their little spat. About a decade later, he said Ty Law was as good as he was. He's been kind of putting J.C. Jackson down for at least this season, the little comments that are coming out. So that was evident. Uh, yeah, Stephon Diggs is J.C. Jackson's daddy. That's for sure. What, what do you put the defense on, talent or coaching? Do you think the coaching fucked them up? I'll give you an example. Why didn't they blitz more? Why didn't they blitz Josh Allen more? I think they were just playing back in coverage. I think they were just rushing – three or four and just hoping that that would be enough to make him make these mental mistakes, but no one was capitalizing. I think it was, a, I think it was a talent. It wasn't the coaching. I think it was a talent. I would have liked to see him blitz. I think uh, Josh Allen's biggest uh, hurdle when it comes to being on the field is his mental lapses and making stupid plays. And those generally happen under pressure. Now he made some really good plays, you know, on the run, which is his MO, but that specifically he had one, uh, I think it was third and 10 or third and long that he, was running right and threw, you know, Cardinal sin for quarterback threw across his body in the middle of the field. Guy caught it, um, that, and it was a first down. But you make him make two more, three more of those types of throws, it's getting picked. picked. It's getting picked. And that your rush wasn't getting there. You were losing. Your coverage clearly was not, you know, what it's been most of the season. 
I was a little bit disappointed. No, I, I was very disappointed to see them really not make any adjustments throughout the game. I mean, uh, I listened to Bedard kind of talk about it and break down some of the game film. He said that they switched up their front four uh, in the rushes that, you know, they'd bring a linebacker and drop a DN back or, um, you know, pull some stunts and shit. But they were, man, they were bringing four guys the whole night and they never fucking got there against a shitty, shitty, shitty offensive line. So it was, a, it was disappointing to me to see them not bring more pressure um, from a blitz. Cause you were getting fucking burnt in the secondary anyway. Like yeah. what, the, what the fuck? But yeah, would you get burnt of the guy that you would, saw Josh Allen sit and sit and sit and sit and sit. And then when a guy was open, threw him the ball. If you pressure him, maybe he throws to the wrong guy and you get a turnover. That's the whole well, idea. When he was, when he was sitting and sitting and sitting, he wasn't making as much mental mistakes. When I was watching him, he was checking down a lot. It was more of these little, uh, my last receiver running back, he was dumping it off to, and they were getting the five, six yards every time. It was like a running play. Right. And that's what I was, it seemed like. So, because everyone was dropping back in coverage and they're only rushing three or four, like you're saying. So, yeah, maybe if he did blitz more, he would have to go to his first read or second read and make that stupid mistake. So, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. And that that's the MO with quarterbacks like Josh Allen is you got a first read, second, third read, and you give them time. In the past, you gave Josh Allen time, and he still tried to force it into that first or second read. But clearly, he's evolved. Clearly, he's gotten better. Good for him. Bad for the Patriots. Fucking look at it and figure it out. Blitz him. Make him make a decision earlier than letting him slowly progress that dumb face yeah. through the reads. And five seconds later, dump it off to Isaiah McKenzie, who starts on this side of the field, runs the whole fucking field and catches it on the sideline of the others. How many times did that happen to poor miles? Bryant? Who oh, don't say, don't say guy. poor miles. Fuck that guy. No one should be. No one. Should, no one is able to cover that. No, no they, like Isaiah McKenzie birthed them on, I think three specifically that I can remember those crossing routes, some deeper than others. And miles Bryant just had to chase him across the field. He's just slower. I, think I had asked the guy behind me. He was a Bills fan. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? He's like, I don't know. He's like our fourth wide receiver. Like, yeah. he's fucking eating us alive. Which tells you clearly that, you know, the Patriots game plan to, to bottle up their first and second guys work for the most part until you put J.C. Jackson one-on-one with Stephon Diggs. And then, well, oh, didn't wow. Emmanuel Sanders have like one leg pretty much that whole game? Yeah, he got hurt. He got hurt um, pretty early on. He's been just kind of absent in that offense for a while. Shell of himself, since, yeah. Since like the first quarter of the season. So, yeah, Dawson Knox didn't fucking really show up. He had no. a couple red zone targets. Um, Isaiah McKenzie <laughs> fucking burnt you. He burnt you with their third guy, and you didn't adjust. It was uh, I mean, JC Jackson's papa and Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary was <laughs> oh, running all over you. Oh, it was gross. Um, we're going through the things that uh, I didn't like in this game. Next on my list, where is Matthew Judon? Great question. I think he got hurt. Now, I don't was it the last Bills game? Not this past one, but the one before. I remember he came up hurt on one of the plays. He was sitting on the field. I don't think he's right. Obviously, he's not 100%. Obviously, at this late in the season, no one's really 100%, but I think something's really wrong. I don't know if it's a upper body thing, so he's not getting the uh, upper body strength that he needs to get around these defensive players, uh, offensive line players, rather. But, yeah, I think something happened in that previous Bills game, and that's what is happening right now, and that's why – He's not that edge rusher, you know, getting to the quarterback like he was in weeks past. Well, that sucks because they kind of need him. That was the formula. Oh, him boy, and yeah. um, Barmore, uh, you know, 
getting there, getting the uh, the pressure there. And if he's not if he's not performing in that pass rushing role, then find somebody you can because you can't just keep throwing him out there if you know that he's hurt and find something else that he can do. You can put him in a different position. I I put a lot of that uh, defensive game on coaching. You have to. You can't give him all the praise and then when they suck, just blame the players. Blame not play, yeah. So I um. Uh, it just seemed like they were on their heels all game long and did nothing, just did nothing about it. Uh, there uh, is one, pl- I was reading your email. There is one player that we can put all the blame on. Ooh. May I? Oh, you want to mo- go move next here? You want to? To this one, yeah, because we really talked about the other two. We're going to switch sides of the ball. Um, we really talked si- about the last two things. There are three things. So next is the primary thing that I don't know why this human being even owns a Patriots jersey anymore. <laughs> okay, yeah, go ahead. Nikhil fucking Harry. What the fuck, man? You are the biggest first-round bust ever. You don't even know how to run a fucking route properly. You could see it clear as day on that one uh, Mac Jones bomb that he had to the end zone. He did not read the right. He did not run the right route. He went left. He should have stayed straight or went a little right. He cl- Mac put that ball perfect for him to catch it, and he went the wrong way. And then he fucking runs this little slant. He puts his hands up, tips it. He doesn't even try to go back after that interception. He's just, why is this guy on the field? Why is this guy on the team? Why is he a Patriot? You should have just fucking released him. Don't even worry about trading him. When he said, hey, I want to be traded, just release him. He is the, he's worthless. He is not worth anything. He doesn't deserve to be on that field. He sucks. Biggest bust of Bill Belichick's career. Just I don't know if you know off the top of your hand, how many touchdowns have, has OBJ had since he went to the Rams? Oh, to the Rams? I think one. More than oh, two. Two. Uh, okay. I was just I was just in the camp that uh, I would have taken Odo Beckham Jr. because I thought DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf. Never heard of him. Well, that's the draft class. You want to go Debo? I mean, Debo Samuel's, you know, literally Bo Jackson out there. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about when o- Odo Beckham Jr. requested you a trade. Him here. Yeah. I wanted him. Because I didn't think that they had enough playmakers. And when you got into a game where you needed playmakers, you didn't have them. And now you're relying on fucking Nikhil Harry because Kendrick Bourne had COVID. Clearly, he didn't practice all week. Clearly, he was, uh, he only got two attempts thrown to him. He's been your best wide receiver uh, all season. Um, Jacoby Myers, we know, was limited. He's an undrafted guy that, you know, we love him. You know, he's the number one pass catcher on this team over the last two years, but he's a number three at best. He's a number three, and he needs to be in the right position to succeed. Nelson Aguilar is, you know, Nelson Aguilar. He's he's, he's not the guy. So you're relying on guys like Nikhil Harry, who, yeah, they he's he's a number one draft pick, a first-round draft pick. And that, that drop that he had, Literally looked like rookie Bobby when he didn't know what to do with his fucking hands. Like he just like tried to catch it with the outsides of his hands. I they call it frying pan hands. Yeah. And when he did make a when he did make a catch and the whole stadium erupted and cheered for him for like a six yard catch, it's like how embarrassing is that for you to go back on the sidelines and hearing everyone clap for you because you actually made a fucking catch? You're a wide TV copy had him like pumped. He was like jacked. Oh man, so fucking embarrassing. It's like fucking guys love me. Yeah, no, no. We're just making fun of you because you can't make a fucking catch ever in your life. Don't so, even yeah. know what you look like because you wear that visor and the face mask and the helmet. Don't even oh, know yeah. what you look like. Don't care. Yeah. Oh, I do because if I ever saw him, nut shot and run. <laughs> uh, speaking of nut shots, Hunter the tight ends on this team, specifically Hunter Henry, 
it's really pissing me off. The passing game clearly um, is, you know, not where it needs to be. It's just mediocre at best. And you paid however much millions of dollars for John O. Smith and Hunter Henry. And Hunter Henry is leading the league in touchdowns by 10 ends, I think. But that's basically the only fucking ball he catches. It's basically the only time he's in the offense. Like, yeah, is he the, just incapable of getting open? This is the other thing. Uh, how do you get all 22? I want to see what routes Hunter Henry runs that Josh McDaniels has these guys running. I Where is the option routes, the six, seven-yard option routes that this offense was so potent with for years and years and years? And maybe that's just Brady. Maybe that's the Brady, Gronk, Edelman, Walker connection that we're missing here. Hunter Henry, John o. Smith, you're big. Can't you just run six yards, fake right, go left, and catch the fucking ball? You'd think so. You'd think so. I mean, what happened with Gronk in years past? Big, goofy guy, can't really run a, a fast route, but he's just big, and you could just, you know, catch the ball. Like, Josh McDaniels has it in his system to run these plays. Why isn't Mac Jones finding his next-door neighbor on the fucking in-between the 20s, you know? Why is it the red zone the only time this guy makes a play? Yeah, I have to he imagine. might be San Diego soft. Well, I think there's a little bit of that in them, but I am starting to lean um, that Mac Jones is just limited as a rookie. You know, he's got his rookie limitations. Uh, because evidence tells us that Josh McDaniels is a good enough offensive coach to implement those things. There isn't enough evidence to tell us that Mac Jones is good enough to recognize it and, and perform it, right? So yeah, just on those things, I, I lean towards they've tried it mac jones hasn't figured it out like the the it's not that fucking hard you just have to be on the same page yeah you line up your coverage you see the defender on julian edelman edelman runs a route he decides within that first step does he have inside leverage or outside leverage if it's inside i go outside if it's outside i go inside brady sees the same thing they throw it ball and catch it i think i could figure that out on a fucking playground with my fat your fat ass and my fat ass against guys hey if this guy shades you inside just go outside and i'll throw you the ball Can i, ask you a I question don't know though? if that's that hard i'm not an nfl coach but it seems like that has completely gone away from this offense over the past two years now if bill was lining up on a wide receiver does his dink toes make it a more now this is difficult thing? yeah now this you would know if understand. it's inside or outside because that dink toed you don't know which way he's going to go. He might be going inside, but his dink toad is saying, I'm going outside. I'm going outside. So that's confusing. And in that yeah. situation, I would normally uh, look up, bypass the dick, look at the hips, see which way the hips are swimming. However, he's got that old man, like frog mm-hmm. look where he has no fucking ass and his hips are like shrunken in. Mm-hmm. So you don't know where that's going either. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's very, it's a very deceiving type of defense out of the, the dink toad frog hips. Do you think if he wasn't in world war two, that he would be probably, probably one of the, most elite wide receivers in his day? Uh, I think that Bill has um, uh, cocks for hands. So I think that he's more of a defensive side of the ball kind of guy. But court, but in terms of like coverage. When yeah, you say cocks for hands, what do you mean by that? <laughs> he likes to suck in his fingers. <laughs> I, he just, I just think that he's more of a defensive side of the ball, but it works the same yeah, way. Yeah, you yeah. have to oh, you know, course, you look yeah. at the toes and the hips and see which yeah. way they're, you know, which way is the coverage leaning. Uh, old Billy Dinkto in his day in the 40s 
before you know things got big. They were, they were leather confused. helmets. Leather helmets. You know? Yeah, leather helmets. He never wore a helmet because he's. That's why person. he wears a leather helmet. That's why he doesn't wear condoms because the leather helmets back in the day he used to get a rash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lanolin. He, he tried to use Lanolin. Uh, speaking of Mac Jones, uh, certainly some pretty bad stretches in this game. He looked lost. He's looked lost. Honestly, he's looked lost since Cleveland, even through the wins. It they, And again, I go to coaching here. Have they stifled him too much? Have they been winning these games? Um, I guess I'll say I use the word easily by running the ball and defense and not pushed him enough because, you know, when, when forced in the situation or again, this is for, this is more of a Greg Bedard thing on the sports journal, where the fuck it was, his receivers just can't get open. Like just no one, no one, literally no one's open down the field. Or is it also, is it also that he doesn't know how to play from behind? Obviously these big wins that we've had, we've been up the whole time. He hasn't had to play for from behind. He's at the lead going and you know, scoring on the first drive. Other than that, you know, you're tied. Other than that, you know, you're not playing catch-up ball. You're you're just maintaining the game. Run, run, run. All right, third and a little bit long, throw it. You know, it doesn't have to be Mac leading this team. It was been Damian Harris or Ramadama Ding Dong Stevenson leading the game because of the rushing attempts and all that stuff. So maybe that's the whole problem as well. You know, Mac hasn't really shown that he can go out there and bring this team down the field and score a touchdown when it needs it most. Yes, yeah, he um... – he hasn't shown that, but I don't think that has to do with coming from behind. I just think that has to do with lack of explosive plays in the passing offense, because the, I th- the difference I think is made when you talk about, can a player come from behind? That's more of a mental kind of gamesmanship thing. I think Mac has that. I think Mac, I think Mac has that in spades. I think he's lacking physically and his, and his offense, uh, is lacking with the IQ and, and uh, ability to, to, to execute that. That's where I think that they lack it. So when, you know, when it's talking about coming from behind, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know if he would play it any differently. Like if they came out and made him pass in the first half, as much as they may have made him pass in the last two games in the second half, I don't know if he would look much different. Maybe the rest of the team would, if they're not pressing or, or whatever else, or the defense is being played differently. So, you know, a lot of things go in, go into, go into, um, you know, into effect when you talk about teams coming from behind, that's how the Patriots have been so good for so long. They made teams come from behind. They made them get out of their game plan. I don't know if that's specifically Mac Jones, but 14 for 32, 145 yards and two interceptions. It's not great. Yuck. Not great. It is one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, all season. They have been one of the best defenses in the league. Um, the stretches that I that are you know come back to me in, in in my head. That first end of the first half wasn't good. First, the first I think it was the first drive in the fourth quarter was pretty first bad. Series first series was bad. That's what I mean. The first series, yeah. And then the last series that they had the ball down a possession was terrible too. Um, they, I think they they went three and out and just bad, just bad throws, kind of off his back foot and. Not accurate. So the first interception, there was three guys around uh, Nikhil Harry when he made that throw. They got tipped and interception. Yeah, that was a bad throw. That and that was certainly pressing. Bad read, bad. Yeah, everything. That was certainly pressing a little bit. Um, so yeah, I think it's a combination of things. He's a rookie. Um, I don't think that he has the best playmakers around him, and and they're put in a position that they haven't been into that they ha- they haven't been in for most of the season. 
and your to your point of coming back. So, um, you yeah, it's hard to put it all on Mac Jones as a rookie, but. You said coming what? back a lot. You said come from behind a lot on that yeah, last yeah. one. I was, and I, I was trying to be a mature man, a mature 36-year-old, be like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I was giggling in my head the whole time. Speaking of coming from behind, let's talk about things that you like. Um, Touche. <laughs> you like that one? Uh, Damian Harris is still running strong off the yeah. hamstring, had a good game, a couple touchdowns. The O-line was decent enough, I guess. Um, I think that right side was pretty strong. Um, Isaiah Winside, not so much, not so much. Uh, David Andrews got blown up a couple times. Um, oh, uh, we can't go to things that we like, and there's that's basically it. I wanted to finish up with this last point of things I didn't like, and this goes back and a little bit of the offensive line talk to end the first half. Those personal fouls that got called, didn't get called, then get called was fucking ridiculous. And the and the refs gave another taunting late in the game for the against the Patriots. Against David Andrews, yeah. Against David Andrews for sticking up for his uh for his quarterback. What the fuck is going on? Like just that, get the fuck out of the game, refs. That caught at the end of the first half that cost you 30 yards. And if you know if anyone listening is not familiar with it, Mac Jones scrambled, was out of bounds. The defender pushed him and then grabbed onto his shoulder pads and dragged him down. It's a Horse, te- it's a horse collar. It fucked his knee up. If you look at the replay, he had to take his brace off. Knee and brace up, yeah. It's the exact reason why that rule is in place. And you did it to a quarterback out of bounds. How you pick that flag up, I, I have no idea how that's the case. But they finally do after like five fucking full minutes of deliberating on television, making everybody wait. And then they go to snap the ball, and Trent Brown says something to the, to the Bills. Your mother's team. ass. That's what he said. <laughs> probably and the refs fucking teed him up basically like a, yeah. like an nba player they yeah. like didn't like his potty mouth so they teed him up and dropped him back 15 more yards it was a goddamn 30 yard fucking swing for the patriots at the end of the half that was already in basically nick field goal nick folk field goal range uh what a chance to, to uh don't you Maybe. doubt nick folk is a three for three on extra points god damn it uh, and, but bigger point was they had close to a minute at that time. They would have got a field goal at least, I think, would have made it oh, a yeah. one-possession game on in the second half, would have changed the momentum of the whole thing. Um, whether their Patriots defense would have responded or not, probably not in that game. But either way, I just thought it was such like such a classic case of the refs getting involved when they didn't need to and completely changed the game. Uh, there was a father and daughter, I think, behind me. They were Bills fans. The things that girl learned from out of my mouth after that series of plays, I don't think he was very happy with me. I wasn't very happy with the refs. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. The refs got way too involved in that. There was too many taunting calls, uh, not enough. You know, how would you pick up a flag when your quarterback is out of bounds? You sh- They're showing the replay right there. You could tell that he was on the white, and then he gets dragged down like a second afterwards. That is a personal foul. That's a late hit. It's a horse collar, whatever you want to call it. The refs got way too involved in this game, and it was bad. It was bad officiating throughout. Um, I know Greg Bedard was very adamant, being like very disgusted about talking about the refs. No, it didn't cost us the game, but you can admit that that was really bad officiating that you've seen in such a big game. That's for the AFC East. That was for first place in the AFC East. These right. refs shouldn't be determining the outcome calls- like they were. They're called like there were there were taunting calls and personal yeah. foul calls. It wasn't 
wasn't even defensive pass interference or you know holdings right a rivalry it, game it's like why you, there's going to be shit talking of course it's not the first four weeks of the season where you're trying to implement this idea that taunting you need to get this out it's of the bad. league yeah you're, it's the fucking third to last week of the season in a game that's deciding a division and you're yeah. gonna bring up taunting rules you fucking kidding me yeah yeah uh pretty bad and it, and it only went one way which was yeah. A little bit deceiving, uh, not especially deceiving, when Stefan Diggs is telling the crowd "fuck you," like shut the right. fuck up, shut the fuck up. That's the, that gets nothing, but you're sticking up for your quarterback, and that's 15 yards. That's bullshit. I gotta know what Trump Brown said. Your mother's ass, you. your fucking mother's ass, motherfucker. Where do they go from here, Raymond? Um, what kind of team is this? Are they good enough to beat these AFC opponents and the Colts and Bills and Titans if they if they see him again? Um, they're only currently one game up on Miami who have been running rep show over the uh, shit teams of the league. Uh, we see them in two weeks to end the season. Uh, yep. you get the Jags up next and get their swagger back. What do you think? Uh, they look like to end the season here. Well, I'm going to say something as the homer of this, uh, panel, and it's going to be a very unpopular opinion. I have, they're not making the playoffs. Ooh. I don't think this team's making the playoffs. I think they are on the downward trajectory right now, and the Dolphins game is going to be for the last wild card spot, and they're going to get their asses handed to them in Miami like usual. So I think the Miami Dolphins are going upwards. The Patriots are going downwards, and I think that that Week 18 matchup, it's going to be a reality check, and Mac Jones will be missing the playoffs this year. Ooh. Um Hard to disagree with you as the guy that's been saying that Miami game is the one to watch out for all season. Um, I know you don't like to toot your own horn, so that's why I, that's why you don't really bring it up much. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I it's who does Miami play this week? Uh, Tennessee in Tennessee. They're gonna lose that. Uh, it's um, very 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 lines for all of our decisions on that game as you'll hear. <laughs> we, as much as I've said Miami has been a tough game coming up for the Patriots in Miami. I've also said Miami is a joke franchise and I do not believe them in believe in them one bit and them losing in Tennessee with their, with their, to your point, with their destiny in their hands, they win against Tennessee and they beat new England. Basically, let's say they're in the playoffs. They'll lose. They'll lose to Tennessee. They will absolutely lose to Tennessee. Watch this. Uh, and the Patriots will beat the Jaguars probably handily. And then uh, you go into Miami and it'll be, It'll be a little bit close, but the Patriots will handle. I think the Patriots will handle the 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 game. It'll be a controlled game by the Patriots. I just gotta see that see that happening because I don't believe in the Dolphins. What what happens in the playoffs? I don't know. Uh, you know, it's a, again this Patriots team. Their defense needs to figure it the fuck out. I don't think they were bad against the Colts. I actually think they're pretty goddamn good against the Colts. They sucked against the Bills, so that's that's still. That game against the Bills is still an abnormal an abnormality? Abnormal game? Sure. It is right. not the norm for this team. This defense is... Why would you say that in the first place? I don't know. This defense has been good for most of the season. For a majority of the season, I expect them to be good down the stretch. I expect them, them to be pretty good in the playoffs. I think it's matchup uh, dependent. Um, if you see the Titans again, I I, I like it against the Titans because I don't trust that quarterback. I what think if Derrick you run up back? Against... wait 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 wait, what if Derrick Henry's back? I still like it because I think you lose even after shootout. you see 
even after you see Devin Singletary running up all around this defensive Devin line. Devin Singletary didn't beat you. Josh Allen beat you. I, you lose in a shootout. If you want to play, if uh, if an opponent wants to play um, a running first and a drag out game, you have a shot. You have you yeah. have a puncher's chance in any of those games. I think you I think you should be worried about. <laughs> I hate you. I hate myself for saying this. Cincinnati, who you are currently <laughs> play. I think you should worry about Kansas City and the Bills. Those guys can put up points with through the air. Hold, the on, other you froze. Teams... Hold on, you froze. Can you say that again? Who are the teams you're worried I about? I didn't fucking freeze. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I just think uh, so. And, and Miami's not one of those teams either. My two attack of viola, they're a they're a possession type of game. So um I'm gonna give the Patriots the edge in that. So you know that but they gotta get there first. They gotta get there. I don't think they're gonna get there. Well, well, that's why they play the game. Um and yeah, I don't want to do predictions anymore. It's it's good. The salt in the wound skin, even though we basically just did. I don't want to put any numbers on this. Just just fucking win. Just fucking win. Just win, baby. Just win. Extend the season for us, please. At least a week. You fucking jerk offs. That's Patriots talk. Uh, after uh, d- disappointing Bills loss. Anger talk. Patriots angry talk. Yeah, that was Patriots angry talk. Especially for that poor girl sitting behind uh, the three generation of cunts. Um, she learned the word cunt during that game. Not her. She not wasn't directed at. No, her. no, 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 no. Not no, her. No 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 no, 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 no. It was towards Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Isaiah McKenzie. Those, those all dudes, all legal. Mm-hmm. That's what they say in the UK mm-hmm. and Australia. It's big over there and, too. And at Bill's house. <laughs> well, anything goes at Bill's house. <sighs> You're fine. It came back. Okay. Anything goes in Bill's house. <laughs> uh, well, before we move on, let's go and throw it over to headlines with the obvious one. Well, thank you, Richard. The sky is falling in New England. Patriots lose the AFC division with an emasculating loss to the Bills on Sunday, 33-21. Why would you put big words in this? Because you know I'm stupid and I can't read those. They currently sit in the sixth place in the AFC, which would match them up against my Cincinnati Bengals and the best quarterback in the NFL, Joe Burrows, in the first round of the playoffs. I would suck the balls of one Joe Burrows. The Celtics are losers of three straight and four of their last five. Three of those losses, the 76ers, the Bucks, and Clippers. The Celtics blew double-digit leads. Jason Tatum has been in COVID protocol and out of the lineup, uh, missing the last two games. It doesn't matter. I am brewing a batch of cookies and uki right now for Richard to eat at season's end. The NHL cut its COVID shutdown short, allowing games to restart over the weekend. The Bruins are back on the schedule versus the Sabres, Sabres New Year's Day to help drown away your hangovers. Baseball and the MLB are still shut down and still dead to me. Hashtag dead to me. The latest in the wrestling news, which I want Richard to elaborate on, uh, Black Twitter blew up about something fake and no one gives a shit. This has been Headlines with the Obvious One. Back to you, Richard. <laughs> Hold on. I have, to, I have to find it now. Somebody... It's going to take too long to find this. All I did is search black Twitter and wrestling and the stuff that came up. <laughs> no bueno. It was on the gram Instagram. Something about oh shit. I should have sent it to you. What the girl that quit. 
I don't know. Well, the only thing I know about wrestling that ha- happened recently was Tony Storm got released, but then found out she's burnt out and quit. That's the only thing I know. I literally don't know anything. I just put it in there thinking that you would have, you'd have a real hot take in a, in a discussion thing, lined up for this. That's the only thing I know is Tony Storm, female wrestler, uh, was in the main event picture. She basically got released and everyone was up in arms being pissed off, but then come to find out she's burnt out from the schedule because she's originally from either Australia or the UK. And she asked for her release because she's burnt out. She doesn't want to do it anymore. Okay. I'll, fi- I'll find this after uh, catch up with us uh, over the weekend on uh, early lines. I'll have this, the early lines cold open. I'll, I'll, I'll figure this out. I'll find it. Thank you. That's it's, all I asked for. It's somewhere. It's, it's somewhere in there. I don't know what it is. Um, well done with emasculating. Did you get into that word and this context clue it to, to realize what the word was? Oh, I sounded it out. The <laughs> Ebonics. Also, speaking of Ebonics, that, God fucking damn it. You're fine. You're back. You're good. Speaking of Ebonics, that little, um, that Celtics, um, Paragraph, yeah, ookie ookie cookie. Jesus you Christ. you read that terribly. <laughs> you wrote it terribly. No, you, you grammar guru'd every fucking comma. You stopped. <laughs> you stopped to breathe. Three of those. You've... Three of those losses: the 76ers, Bucks, and Clippers. The Celtics blew double digits leads. Jason Tatum has been in COVID protocol and out of the lineup, missing two games. It Listen. doesn't matter. Listen, you stopped at every word. <laughs> Listen, you put a comma there. I take a breath. I read what you, I read what you write. That's no, all I it is. It. I get it. I get it. Grammar. So, so it's more on you, not me. No, I, I, I agree. Um, the Celtics suck. I wrote yeah. discuss. I, I don't like being wrong. I had this conversation with a listener of ours. He's a cousin of mine, Shark and or Patrick, if you're listening, um, said, Ray, Ray's, what did he say? Something about, uh, I don't know if it was early lines. Genius? Or... Does he say genius? <laughs> yeah, it was along those lines. Ray, Ray's, Ray, Ray's really doing well in early lines, right? And I said, yeah, he's been right way too fucking often this year about stuff, and it's really starting to drive me insane. It's just <laughs> tale of the times. It's like, I, this is what's going Sky's on. Sky's falling, baby. Sky's falling. Everything is going wrong, uh, especially for the Celtics. Four for 42 from three in their loss to Minnesota, which they scored 82 points, I think. That has to be a record. That has to be a record. I, I didn't look it up, but that has to be a fucking record somewhere. You were on the fire, Brad, Brad trade last year. I have been hopelessly optimistic for this team, telling you that it's just because the Jays are young. If you look at um, if you look at the, the teams in history, it's their sixth, seventh year when guys break through with good teams. Steph Curry, Giannis. Even LeBron, even though he cheated to do it. Jordan. Jordan. Um, KD cheated to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Fire everyone. They don't get it. System doesn't work. It's fucking stupid. The idea that you shoot 42 three-pointers, you've made four. It's fucking bad. That's bad. That's like If I had two more beers basketball. in me, that would be a hard, hard beep. Hard <laughs> beep. And... I get the I get we we were we were conflicted when they fired Brad and they sent him up 
to the front office because he owed him $36 million. That's why he's the president of operation, not because he was the guy for the job. Remember mm -hmm. that. I'm going full fucking tilt on this Celtics team now. Fuck them. They're dead to me. They're fucking dead to me. They've screwed this whole goddamn thing up. I'm off it. I'm off all of it. I'm Aduka is the wrong guy for this fucking team. He's a rookie coach with two guys that don't know how to win with a whole team that doesn't know how to win. Nobody on the team knows how to win. That's still their biggest problem. They don't know how to compete night in and night out. Not, not only that, their system fucking sucks. Four for 42, four for 42. When they hit their threes, they compete. When they miss them, they lose to everybody. That's not a what, way to live. And I said it too, when they hired Ime, I said, because we're like, oh, there's going to be a change of philosophy. It's still Brad up there. He picked the hand guy that is pretty much a mirror image of him. It's the same philosophy on the basketball court. Nothing's really changed. It's the same fucking thing we've seen from years past with the Brad Stevens, the live and die by three. The defense has been worse with Ime, I believe, because Brad actually had a defensive sense on that team. I think the defense has gotten worse. The superstars aren't being anything, but they are budding still. And yeah, this team is just bad, bad to watch right now. They're bad. Now, Jason Tatum's been out the last two games, but that didn't matter against the Bucs. They blew that lead. Didn't matter against the Sixers. They blew that lead. You know, they compete against these teams. Jason Tatum, I think, has been terrific this season. He's he's putting him in, in himself in that position that it's it's not really his fault. He still hasn't developed that ability to win games at the end on his shoulders, but he's put team, he's put his team on his shoulder. He's developed um a game that he can distribute. His rebounding has been the best of its career. He's playing great defense. He's an all NBA player, and there's no disputing that. He is a superstar. He's lacking one part of his game, which is, you know, uh, the ice in his veins closing at, a, at at the end. He'll get it. I bet he'll get it, and then he'll fucking leave. That's what's shaping up for this guy. He's going to be one of the best players in the See league ya. in four years, and he's going to be out of here because you fucked this all up. You fucked it all up. It's all fucked so, up. What would make you change your whole mind on the whole situation? Trade everybody except for the Jays and fire him at get and get Brad out of here. I, I don't. I don't even know if I necessarily blame it on Brad. If because I mean, unless it they, unless they're consciously playing and working towards this system, making guys shoot threes. But I think a lot of these guys are just retreads. It's a lot of retread, like you're talking about, and it's still guys just going out there firing it away when they're open, and that's just not. It, you can't. You just can't fucking win that way. So. Yeah. Trade Marcus, trade Al, trade uh, everybody. And All right, re realistic, realistically, what would make you happy? Like, they're the eighth seed, seventh seed. What would realistically make you happy that they do mid-season this, this year? Yeah, Make it a second round. If they make it to the second round and don't get their doors blown off in pathetic fashion, they lose in five in decent fashion. Then I'll say, okay, you kind of you figured it out a little bit. You figured no, it out same, a little bit. Let's be on the same page because if they're where they're going, they're going to be in a playing game. So you're saying they win the playing game and then lose in the first round of the playoffs, or no, no, they no, no, win no. the playing game, win the first round, and then go to the second round. You gotta get the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I just want to make sure. You gotta get to the second round of the playoffs. For me, I think it's got to be a big trade. You gotta, you gotta bring someone big and not a fucking role piece. You need to bring in a big third piece to this team. That would make, th that would change everything's everyone's mind. The whole dynamic of the team. I think, I think people, the team would get fucking built up from it, you know, more hype and all that stuff. I think that's what they need. They need to make that big trade. 
well, a big trade will, will, I think, extend the runway and let them, you know, give them more runway to continue to figure it out, quote unquote, yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Um, but if they make a, let's say they pull the impossible and make a big trade for Carl Anthony Towns at the deadline. If they get Carl Anthony Towns and miss the playoffs, I'm I'm going to fucking kill them. Yeah. Or lose in pathetic fashion in the first round. I mean, what, crush them. What if, what if they get Carl Anthony Towns and make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose again? Fine. That's great. That, that's a it. fucking ter- terrific win. If okay. they get Carl Anthony Towns and take the Nets to game seven and lose on a KD buzzer beater, I'll go, eh. In, in the first round, I mean, first round of the playoffs, you know, it's got to be what it looks like and who it's against. Like, that's a lot of what the NBA is. Yeah. And that's what this team is. It's like yeah. you compete with the Bucks and the Sixers and the Clippers and the Lakers and the Nets. You compete with all these guys and you blow you it. Close it. Yeah, you can't close it. And then two, then for two games straight, you look like shit because you're mentally fucking midget. You're mental midgets. They're mentally mm-hmm. soft team. Hey, hey, we're talking about editing shows, man. Hey, can't say it. I think that plays. I heard it on the actual radio the other day. Oh, well, then fuck it. Yeah. Mental midgets. I'll tell you one thing. I shut the fucking game off. I'm done watching the games just to watch them to know what I'm talking about on the show. Can't do it. Cannot do frustrating. it. Frustrating. Terribly I, frustrating. I stopped watching yesterday. Uh, Whenever this gets released, it was Wednesday's Wednesday's game. I stopped watching it. I'm like, they're gonna just keep jacking these threes and miss. I'm fucking, I'm out. Oh, I didn't. I I, I turned it off at halftime. (laughs) Fuck this. this. Oh, there was no one. I turned it off right. There were two plays in a row. Uh, they were on defense, and the uh, Timberwolves dished it in, circled the ball, kicked it out, and the the Celtics were tucked in the paint on defense. Nobody ran out to the ball to the shooter. Twice, two times in a row, the same guy, white guy, lefty, buried it. Nobody ran out to defend the shot. Shut the fucking game off. (laughs) I know this is going to go. I know exactly how this is going to go. You can't even do that fucking shit in high school. You get benched. You can't leave a white guy open at three, not even run at him. What are you, high? (laughs) Yeah. So goddamn frustrating. Um, But, you know, the Bruins are back, so they'll they'll come out. Fingers crossed they play today. Tuka, tuka. Tuka. I didn't even text Bill. I didn't want to. I know it's a very sensitive subject. What if Tuka came back and just led them on a ridiculous fucking run? run. Oh my god! <laughs> I'd be finding a tattoo artist is very close to home. Yeah, and then he shit his pants and then. <laughs> Fuck you guys! It's a fucking asterisk. It doesn't count. Yep. Yep. No. This has been the Submind Sports Show. Friday headlines, December 31st. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Black Twitter wrestling. Don't type that because it just gives you like weird shit. It gives you like all these Twitter handles. This shit's so stupid. <laughs> Fuck you. But <laughs> you texted me that, hey, you still watch wrestling? I'm like, oh, Rich found something, saw something. I'm like, yeah, I do. He goes, you yeah, fucking loser.
That hurt. That hurt. There was no alternative motives for that either. I just popped in my head, set up, punchline, and <laughs> walked fucking right in. Right into it. Yeah. Yeah, man, I do. Why? What's up? Thank you, Irene. Oh, thank you, Irene. Raven, how are you? Oh, very good now. You? All right. Good. Good. Did you ask me how I was doing? Yes. I just assumed, and I said quite all right. I didn't know. I didn't actually hear you. I wasn't listening to. Well, of course, I'm not rude. I'm not a, a queen or anything of a majesty or anything like that. Of course, I would ask you how you're doing. Oh, I appreciate it. The queen is uh, ghosting us right now. <laughs> no call, no show. What was the last no, no call, no show? He oh, had to we... cover the Billy on the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tune in next Tuesday <laughs> for uh, for Billy on the pitch. Ooh, is there any women's hockey going on right now? <sighs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we did last time. He no called, no showed. We made him uh, do the show, and then basically muted him. We gave him 30 less minutes. than thirty seconds every take. Muted him for the whole show, <laughs> yeah. and then at the end, he had to give us five full minutes on uh, on soccer. And he actually did deb- okay. Billy on the pitch. That was the debut of Billy on the yeah. pitch. Yeah. Well, we're about to get uh, Billy in the uh, National Women's Hockey League, <laughs> and I'm sure that nothing is insulting or. Uh, misogynistic will come out of that conversation Mm-mm. he'll be very fair and he's very knowledgeable about the situation at hand. Uh-huh. totally uh i assume uh christmas was uh okay for you and the uh family yeah it, it was other, what it was other than driving to foxborough dealing with all that and watching them lose a terrible terrible game yes other than that yes it was very good thank you for asking how about yourself how was christmas for you yeah it's great it was great mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's enough of that. Uh, anything else? Anything else new to report uh, after our uh, one-day hiatus? Bill is now going on two weeks. We might not get Bill back. We will. We'll get him back. He has no life. He says he does, but he has no life. But that's yeah, true. Nothing's changed. No, no. Got some gifts. About it. You know, yourself. Anything fun? Nope. What do you say we start the show? Oh wait, where's your camo shirt? Can't say. Mm, okay. Yeah, let's start the show. I did get a camo shirt. That is, that is. Was, it was fabulous. I could barely see you, but it was fabulous. I got some other shirts too. Here's a little bit of something that's annoying. Uh, grinding my gears, if you would. Ooh, I got uh, three new shirts. I got. I asked specifically for some new flannel shirts, mm-hmm. and I asked specifically for them to be XL because you know, on a big on a flannel shirt, <laughs> don't don't look at me like that. I'm down five, buddy. I'm down five, even through down. the holidays. I'm down ten, buddy. Doesn't look it. I that oh. with the, with a flannel shirt, you're gonna wear something underneath. I like it. You know, you be comfortable. Of course, of course, comfortable. Of course. Okay. Uh, so what happened was uh, I got a couple from my mama. Uh, mm-hmm. She got me XL and tall, which I appreciate because I am tall. I am. You are. You are a giant. You're a giant. Cool. Average, average height. Average height. You. Average. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Uh, you know what happened to it? There were fucking blankets, Raymond. There were blankets. <laughs> The sleeves fit me perfect. Sleeves never fit me. Uh, mm-hmm. And the length was nice. It didn't, it wasn't too short where, you know, it makes the really protrudes the belly when you get a short, that's too a shirt. That's too short. Now the length and everything was, like, and then around the mid section here, it was like you double time, time twice fold over. You have time to grow. 
That's all just it like it doesn't happen. And that was an XL from some fucking um, New Hampshire brand. And then I got another shirt from American Eagle, Eagle, double XL. Fits okay. <laughs> now that, my friend, if you want to talk about American Eagle, fuck them. They've been having making people having weight issues their whole lives because yeah. even when I was a slender build, I would have to wear an XL because. Like, I would wear a medium or a large, and it would be, like, fucking belly shirt galore. Like, what the fuck kind of sizing is this shit? Yeah. American Eagle is terrible at that. Yeah, uh, these these brands need to get on the same page. This is this is you know, just ridiculous. It's it's beyond the fault. I also got a very nice uh, Patagonia, or as uh, Jarrell would call it, a Patagonia. Uh uh, pull over that was in XL and fits you know nice and snug and good but I'm now, a large you, I'm a large you, in most things you've been saying that you're a large in most things but all this is extra extra large and fitting very nice mm. <laughs> let's start <laughs> <the show. laughs>